0: Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports RD, creator of Ad Quality Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize that there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice.
1: Now let's get this party started. Welcome to another episode of Food, Peace, Please podcast. I am really excited because today we're talking about a super hot topic about whether sugar is really bad for you and whether it's addictive. But before we get into that, I am super nosy and I need to know what my good friend Susan has been up to. Hey Susan, what's new with you?
0: Ooh, good question. So, I have been ooh. I thought of something. Okay, I uh have been doing a lot of reading. I've actually always been a like a really big like reader, but I have been switching from I have in the past was reading like a bunch of like nonfiction, like you know, business books and like mindset and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm taking a break from all of that like self development stuff, and I'm just gonna read fiction books. So it's been kind of fun because I went to like Barnes & Noble. Uh, This was like back in April. And I just like walked to the store and I picked out like four books that were like fiction that I was like – and they were so good. They're all so good. And so I actually just went and got a couple more yesterday. And I don't know. It's just like fun to read fiction stories. I've like – It just – for me, it's, like, really relaxing. And I think that sometimes we kind of, like, forget about the, like, fun things that we can do.
1: I love to read. It's, like, the number one cure for my anxiety. Like, I love it so much. So what has been, like, your favorite recent fiction book read?
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, the one that I finished recently was called – I think it was called like The American Housewife or The Good Wife. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to look and see what it was called. But anyways, it was really good. It was about this woman that like this husband and wife that like they move out of New York City and they move into a suburb and they buy this like house that needs renovating and she finds like these like cookbooks from like a 1950s housewife and she like starts like learning about her because she finds like her journals and stuff and is like, I don't know. She talks a ton about like, uh, the 1950s housewife and like how, and it's actually really interesting to see like how far like women have come and like how, like what it was like, like back then as a housewife and like what it's like now being a wife. It was, it was really good. I'm not going to say anymore because like there's some like really juicy stuff
1: that happens. Oh, dang. I need to read this. Yeah. You need to read it. I'll find, I'll, uh, look at what the actual title is. So have you ever read the book The Time Traveler's Wife? I haven't. Okay, so HBO just made a series about it. The series is like, meh. It's like, okay. They've also made a movie from it. Like years ago, it was awful with Rachel McAdams. Um, the book, so I, I'm actually rereading it right now because HBO just released the series. I love this book so much. I've read it, I think, seven. This is like my seventh time reading it. I love it so much. I, I read it first time in high school, so it's been over the course of like, however long it's been since I graduated high school. <laughs> Freaking 10, 12. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> longer than that, 15 years. Um. So, but it's beautiful. So I highly recommend it's like the beginning of the book is like really beautiful. It is like a little sad at the end, but like I'm obsessed with this book. It's so beautiful. You should read it. I need yeah that sounds like I need to read that one for sure. It's really
0: good. What about you? What's new with you?
1: Um so what's new with me is so I've shared we're like on this quest to like furnish our house and I've been like super committed to like trying to get furniture from um our local habitat for humanity um but I've kind of given up on the quest to get patio furniture <laughs> from habitat cuz it's just like taking too long. So we're like officially starting to like furnish our, our little patio in the back. So I'm really excited about that. We are ordering some chairs and a table and I bought some plants. So I'm just like – that was like a big part of why we wanted to move out of an apartment It was like I wanted outdoor space. And so we have a rooftop here, which is really, really nice. But like in terms of like eating dinner, it's like kind of a pain in the butt to like climb all the stairs to get to the roof. So I'm really excited to have a table and chairs and to like start eating dinner outside during the summer. So – Ugh, it's not that exciting, but it's very exciting for me.
0: <laughs> no, but it is exciting. It's so nice to like have that space where you can like sit outside and enjoy the weather, especially when it's like, you know, warm here and not cold like winter.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like we have a few months to like soak it in. So I'm super excited for that. Um. So yeah, you know, house is slowly but surely being furnished. <laughs> We've been here a whole year, so it's like, uh, I don't know. It's coming along.
0: I feel like it takes time. Like, you really have to, like, get into the space and, like, see, like, what it needs and what you want, like, that space to be and just kind of, like, absorb it. It takes time.
1: Yeah. And we have to, like, come to decision of, like – I feel like we generally have, like, similar tastes, but when it comes to the walls, like, art to put on the walls, that's where, like, we get in these – huge like he wants something totally different than what I want. So that's honestly been like the biggest struggle of like how to agree on that. So having empty walls kind of makes your space feel like not homey. So <laughs> hopefully we can find a resolution soon. But TB, TBD, I will keep you guys posted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get an update on that. So
1: exciting. Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, wait for you to have things on your walls. <laughs> yeah, so exciting.
1: Um, Okay, Susan. So sugar, is sugar like truly as addictive as the internet has convinced us to believe it is?
0: This is such a hot topic. It's so good. So the answer is actually, I know you guys are going to like be like, what? But the answer is actually no, it is not addictive. And they've actually done, like, research studies on it to see if it truly is addictive. And the interesting thing about it is, first of all, the studies that they've done have all been done on, like, mice. They've not been done on humans. Um, But what they find is that in order for, like, it to show that it is, like, looking like it's addictive, they have to be restricted First. So if they really, really limit the access to sugar, then when they give them access, that is when it appears like they are addictive and they have a harder time stopping um, eating. And it's that's exactly what happens in humans. That's what happens for us too. It's the restriction of the sugar and the feeling like, you can't eat it, that then leads to this feeling. And I say feeling because it is a feeling that you're addicted. You're not actually addicted. It's not like alcohol or tobacco. Like it, it gives you that feeling like you're addicted, but it's coming from the restriction.
1: Right. So it's like, it's actually, if we think about it in terms of comparing this to like a drug is that food addiction, and I'm using quotes here, food addiction is the only quote-unquote addiction where actually giving permission and giving the person access to the food helps eliminate the feeling of addiction versus if somebody was addicted to a drug and I gave them unlimited access to the drug, well, that addiction is not going away, right? Like, that's not actually helping that person out. But But exactly what Susan said, like, it's the restriction it's the limiting of the food whatever it is the sugar in this example that actually is triggering the brain to feel like it needs it needs it needs it craves it craves it craves it and gives you that physiological feeling of addiction which is why these are not this this the the way this feeling of addiction is to sugar it's not the same physiological response that you have to like a drug addiction if you were addicted to drugs
0: yes yes it's it's not it's not the same it's very much so coming from this place of restriction. So, and maybe to like put this in a little bit of perspective for you, like let's just talk about a scenario here. So if you are saying you're going to like cut back on sweets or avoid sweets, you're gonna limit them. And so you tell yourself like you can't have ice cream or cookie And so you're limiting it. And maybe this is something that typically like you were eating it like every night or something after dinner. And so now you tell yourself you can't have it. And you kind of, you start off strong and you're like, all right, I can't have it. And so it, maybe that goes on for a few days. And, but what you're noticing is that like Desire to want to eat it is building, like you're thinking about it more. It's coming up more and more. And what happens is that desire continues to build, and eventually you're like, Oh, I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna have some. And so you have some, but what happens is because that desire has been built up so much, like in your brain, like biologically, what's happening is y- you're being driven to want it. Like the more you restrict it, the more your brain is thinking about it. So the more you t- you tell yourself no, the more your brain is like, yes. <laughs> and that's why you think you're addicted. But it's, what's interesting is then when you eat it, you kind of develop this all or nothing mentality. And so you think that you messed up. And so you like keep eating it or you you know, you're like, I'm just going to eat all of the things and then I'm going to start over on Monday kind of thing. But what actually happens when you stop restricting it and you just like allow yourself to have it is that it loses its luster, like that desire decrease. And I've seen this a lot in my clients and I'm sure that this is something that you see with your clients too. Correct, Serena?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and I think I think the other thing that we're playing around with here with is like I always talk about how this perceived addiction—it's like both physiological and psychological and like emotional, right? So it's like with runners or you know active women, the the kind of the the cherry on the ice cream sundae here is like, not only are these women prevent, like creating scarcity in their mind because they're, they're creating this restriction, this food rule, but also a lot of times these women aren't, these women aren't eating enough carbs in general because they're active and they need carbohydrates. And so their body is physiologically being driven to crave carbohydrates because they're active. And then also they've created this food rule around, I can't have any sugar. I can't have any sugar. And it's kind of like the saying of like, if I tell you don't think about a pink elephant. Like what are you thinking about? You're thinking about a pink elephant, right? I said, don't think about the pink elephant, but you're thinking about the pink elephant. And so if you're if you're running around the world saying, don't think about eating cookies, don't eat, don't think about eating cookies, you can't help but constantly be thinking about cookies. And it's just like driving and driving and driving your brain to kind of be more and more hyper focused on that specific food. And when you're pulling against your brain, like Susan was just describing, of saying, yeah, but you can't have it, you can't have it. It's it's almost like that that like uh like that rebellious like I think of like teenage years of like your parents tell you like you need to go to bed early and like all you want to do is like stay up all night. But then as soon as like we're adults, it's like all we want to do is like go to sleep and go to bed early, right? It's like literally just the the rule of you're not allowed, you need to go to sleep early, like get in your room and go to bed early. And like that makes you just kind of want to stay up late. It's the same exact thing with food where like if there's a food rule and a restriction, then your brain, that primitive part of your brain is perceiving scarcity and is going to drive you to overeat. And so the solution to food addiction, sugar addiction is literally unconditional permission to eat that food, access to that food, having that food in the house. And that, I mean, it's as crazy as it seems, that's actually the solution to making peace with that food.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of times like that feels really scary, right? Like, Because we're saying like in order to like break this quote unquote addiction or break this feeling like you are addicted to it. That's what I'm going to call it. It's more of a feeling like you actually have to allow yourself to eat these foods because when you give yourself that permission and you actually allow yourself to eat it, I'm not saying like. Falsely, because I think there's a way to tell yourself that you can eat it, but you're not actually giving yourself that full permission and you're still beating yourself up and you're still kind of having all these negative thoughts and feelings around um, doing that. Like you need to give yourself that permission. You have to eat it. And that's really scary when you feel like you are addicted to it and that you can't stop. But I've seen this like a lot with my clients where when like, okay, I'm just thinking of one specific scenario where I had a client that was like, um, this actually, well, there was a scenario where like she just like felt very addicted to sweets and felt like, like all she could think about was carbs. And like when she started, she couldn't stop and like all this stuff. And then we started just like practicing eating some of these things. So for example, like, um, I think maybe we like, I don't know, we went with like something that sounded good, like cheesecake or something. And like, she just like practiced eating it. And the more she like practiced, and that sounds like, like you can't just like take off the, the, like the top off the, can or something and just be like, okay, like go, go to the grocery store, buy every single thing that you can see in sight that you want, and then bring it home and just eat it all. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, you ha- you have to like give yourself um, this practice time, practicing eating it and start like creating this like habit and showing yourself and demonstrating that you can eat it. And then the more you do that, the more actually you're going to feel in control.
1: Yeah. I love that. I think, I think it goes back to creating that safety. And like, so I think that's kind of the upside of like working with a professional is having that like plan created of like how to handle the different situations. Right. Because it's a really, it's really simple or yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. It's like eat cheesecake, super simple, but like doing it in a way that feels safe and where you feel comfortable in your skin when you're done eating the cheesecake, that's actually not easy. So you know, usually I recommend just practice – when you're on the beginning of practicing trigger foods or, or these foods you feel addicted to, practice one food at a time, right? Don't go to the store and buy, like, every trigger food you've ever encountered. Like, just practice with one. Like, if cheesecake is the food you want to start with, cool. Like, buy yourself an entire cheesesteak – cheesesteak. Cheese I live in Philadelphia. <laughs> yourself an entire cheesesteak, no cheesecake. And that way your brain knows there's plenty of cheesecake to go around and practice eating that one food in ways that make you feel safe and connected to your body. Like I guess Susan, like how do you um in, like how do you create that safety as like your clients like practicing eating the trigger food?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. Although now I can't stop thinking about like a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can- okay. We're going to have to
0: talk about that at a later yeah. time because yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like there's – like I'm living in Pennsylvania and like there has to be like the Philly cheesesteak that you have
1: to get. Dude, Angelo's, come visit me. I'll bring you. Let's go. We <laughs> yes. know exactly where to bring you. Oh,
0: perfect. Okay. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that little derailing we had there, but uh, so – One of the things that I always like talk to my clients about when it comes to this kind of stuff is like setting yourself up like in an environment that is going to be like helpful. So what I mean is like kind of like sit down at a table, like remove the distractions, like and sit there and, like, actually pay attention to what you're eating. So actually, like, notice, like, what the flavor is, what the texture is, what the temperature. like, And, like, do you actually like that? Um, I've had a lot of clients that when they sit down and they actually have, like, this, like, present moment with whatever the food is, like, they're like, you know – I actually really didn't like it that much. Like it was like, it's like you had it all built up in your head. And then like when you actually sat down and you paid attention, you're like, that really wasn't my favorite thing. And that's actually kind of the cool thing about food freedom.
1: I, I like love that part about food freedom. And you know, that's, that's exactly, that's that primitive brain, right? Like we have a really intelligent, like smart, evolved human brain that has personal preferences and like has like, you know, things that she likes and does not like. And then we have our primitive brain that's just wired for like survival and is like, cookie have calories must eat cookie right and it's like okay but when we tell our brain you have access to calories you have unconditional access to cal- to cookies you get to actually decide like hey you know what i actually love oreos but i hate girl scout samoas which is like for me that's true uh- <laughs> but like you know I, but i didn't know that when i was binge eating i just was like i need cookies i need cookies because I didn't let myself ever eat cookies and it wasn't until I found food freedom that I realized actually some cookies are better than others and that's because I can use like my smart rational human brain to say what does Serena like versus just that primitive like must get at must get cookies must have sugar forbidden food like must eat that
0: yeah I feel like we should actually we can do an episode on like this whole discovering what you like and what you actually don't like, uh, and how that can be incredibly helpful in satisfaction. Um,
1: yes. Let's totally record
0: that. Yeah. Because the thing is that like, if you're not actually satisfied by what you're eating, you're going to keep eating. It's a biological drive. And I just like, want to say that over and over again. It's a biological drive. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Like, the fact that like you've been deprived for from sugar and then you feel guilty for eating it, like that's creating an even stronger biological drive. And then if you're eating things be- just because they have sugar in them and because you're like, you know, feel like you went off the wagon and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to eat all the things now. And you don't even really like it. And there's no satisfaction in it. Like you're going to want to keep eating. But when you find things that you actually enjoy, you're going to sit there and you're going to enjoy it. And you're going to be like, awesome. Okay. I can, I can move on from this.
1: Yeah. I love that. Just like, and, 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 and it's a way, it's really just a way. This all goes back to like self compassion and kindness of like really honoring like you and your personal preferences versus just like eating food because food is there and like being driven by this primitive part of your brain. Like I love the idea of like sitting down to a meal and like I always tell my clients, it's like getting a hug when you eat like the exact thing you were craving and it hit the spot and it was yummy and it and it filled you up to the perfect level of fullness. Like that is like such a beautiful way to say thank you to your body and to be kind to your body and to, to create like a special moment for you and the food that you're enjoying.
0: Yes. Yes. So – I think what we're saying here is, no, you're not addicted to sugar. However, creating this environment where you feel, where you're restricting and you're not allowing it, and you're creating this strong and stronger biological drive to eat it, like that's giving you the feeling that you are addicted. But the way to break through that is to create this full permission and allow yourself to do it, but doing it in a way that is going to create safety and comfort for you. We're not going to do it in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. So hopefully that gives you a little bit more clarity on what's really going on with sugar.
1: I love that. So if you try this out and you have a powerful aha moment, please tag us on Instagram. Please leave our podcast a review. It helps us so very much. We're really appreciative. And thanks for listening today thank you for joining us. If you are a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive,
0: head over to simplejoyfulnutrition.com to grab your free guide to get started boosting your egg quality.